If we missed uh, the mission giving with the globe, just know we got them up here and we can get it to you here later because we were passing them at the same time. Uh, but I think we missed a few rows with the globe. We didn't explain to the kids exactly what we were doing there. But anyway, it's good to have Cole and Jenny here with us and their wonderful, handsome, and beautiful family. Right? You guys are handsome? No? Well, anyway, smart fellows and the lovely young ladies. And uh, anyway, it's good to have Cole here with us, and I'm just going to turn it over to him. I'm sure he has something really good for us. But uh, if he doesn't, just remember to pray for him. (laughs) Man, you really released me to just say good or bad, whatever I want. Okay. I'm going to have Jenny share in a a few minutes here, but I'll just give you kind of a, a quick update here on camp and how things are going uh seems well first of all it's just great to be here with you guys we don't get back very often at all and so i think last time we we're here was donna's humbeams um kind of send-off um, party so um so anyway just fantastic to be here thanks for reaching out mary lou and uh and we always feel like coming we're coming home you know when we come here so um yeah as far as camp goes uh it's been just a, a it was a fantastic year you know it's kind of um weren't sure what to expect after we didn't have summer camp uh you know during the covid deal uh last year but uh fired things back up this year and i asked my board you know way early in the year you know i'm just gonna act like covid was a bad dream and and uh, we're not gonna really do anything special we're just gonna kind of proceed as normal and so that's what we did and just had really a great time uh you know parents everybody was okay with that uh as far as numbers go just had a a record year really we had uh, 635 kids come uh through camp through our um, events um i think all but maybe one camp was full and we actually had to close registrations um i say full particularly on the girls side we had a few camps that the boys always fill up a little bit slower so there was just a couple camps we still had room for a few boys but but we're kind of maxed out as far as uh, the numbers goes and our schedule uh goes and uh and so we can really just kind of hone in on on you know doing what we do well and and really making sure that we're maximizing the time that we have with the kids and uh, this year was, the kids just seemed like, and I don't know if it's because, uh, you know, kind of they had the, the year off, you know, before 2020 or or um, were just excited to get out. But, man, they were just really honed in and focused on whether it was Bible class time or chapel time or recreation. There was just really an excitement um, that we could feel and see in the kids to be there, to be with, with other kids, to... to um, you know, just they were just really engaged, and so that was exciting um, to see. And we had over 200 first-time campers that had never been there before, and so I think uh, you know the kids are they're going home and and they're bringing their friends back, and that's uh, really a positive thing. Looking forward uh, for the future of camp, that uh, we have uh, you know a lot of of kids coming in and and uh, really excited to be there, and that's kind of the 
you know, that's kind of the number side. And as you guys all know, numbers aren't really the, the best, um, you know, measuring stick for effectiveness in ministry. Um, you know, are the kids coming because they're having a blast? Um, or, you know, are they, are they really coming because this is the, you know, the, the time that they can pour into the relationship with the Lord and, and learn about the Lord and take that next step forward in their walk? And, and so that's, that's a harder thing to measure, as you guys all know. You know, and as we talk about a lot of times, you know, Jesus focused on just a few and often drew away from large crowds and, and often kind of, you know, wanted to be with that smaller group. And so, um, you know, we've done a lot of things, especially with the COVID year, um, kind of in the vein of that. Marshall and I, my coworker there, um, poured into just a, a small group of, of high school men last year and worked with them and took them on some kayaking trips and things. But one thing that we're seeing, and in, in now um, we're, we're starting our 10th year there at camp, it's time flies, but uh, we're starting to see kids that, that have been to camp every summer for, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, the 10 years that we've been there, some of them, uh, they're starting to, to go out into the world, they're starting to go to college, they're starting to become adults. And it's really exciting now to see the impact that camp had in their lives now that they're walking on their own with the Lord. And um, I think Jerry was talking about this um, in our uh, Sunday school time. And that's really on my mind a lot is to, you know, one, one plants, another waters, but God gives the increase. And sometimes, especially in camp ministry, it's like it's hard work. And, and planting is hard, you know, planting season is busy and stressful and it's hard work and you got to pull in other people to help you. And, uh, and it's, you're planting, 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 you're just pouring into these kids all the time, summer after summer. And sometimes it feels like, it's like, man, I'm, I'm tired and I don't know if this is working or I don't know if, if that high school boy that, <laughs> that I keep wanting to wring his neck every summer that he comes, if he, if anything's sinking in there, um, so it is, you just got to turn over to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, we're, we're taking the next step that you've put before us, um, to the best of our ability, we're being faithful in what you've called us to, we're planting, uh, some, some we're watering, uh, but Lord, you're, you're the one that has to make it grow and, uh, you give the increase. And so some cool things, we have a, a young lady that now is, is, um, going through, um, aviation school at Moody Aviation, and, uh, she said we... It was at Mission Time at Homer Trail a few years ago. We showed a Steve Saint Jungle Missionary uh, video during Mission Time, and she said, that's when I knew God wanted me to be a missionary pilot. And so she's doing awesome things there. Um, there's another uh, young married couple that is at Cam to 10 right now. They helped us all summer. And uh, Sarah, the the wife there, she uh, said when Joao and Hope were our missionaries for um, the week of camp that she was there must have been maybe six years ago. She said, that's during mission time, listening to Joao and Hope Rodriguez share, that's when I knew God wanted me to go into full-time ministry. Um, Mitchell's another young guy. He's graduating this year that uh, he comes and is camper every year and, and helps out. And uh, he was telling me uh, just during uh, this, this fall, during our fall retreat, that, you know, camp is the is the, the, the jolt that he needs, the just the, the really the focused time in the word that he needs every year to to not just maintain but to take the next step forward in his walk with the lord so so there's some just really neat um exciting things that we're getting to see now that 
that uh, we just praise the Lord for, and, and it kind of helps us to be encouraged uh, moving forward. So, so that's kind of the, as far as facilities go, um, we're starting another, another building. People always ask, you know, what, what kind of the next project is. So we're getting the foundation done and, and uh, need to pour the floor now for a new, it's going to be a rec hall long term, but um, it's going to be a temporary girls dorm, at least for, for a couple of years. Uh, Lord willing, we'd like to build a, a new dorm for the girls. Uh, that's probably the, the next oldest kind of deteriorating building that we need to replace is the girls dorm but we need to build this transitional building first and uh, the funds are lumber prices and stuff as you know are up and down but the funds are mostly all there for this building that we just started so we can just plow ahead and get that done so we can get the girls moved over so we can tear down the old girls dorm and and start there Uh, but just one step at a time as as the lord leads and so um so that's Exciting to keep moving forward with that. I think uh, we've re- built maybe replaced completely maybe like four buildings at camp uh, since we've been there and gutted and remodeled another four. And so we actually have just two original buildings left, the girls' dorm and the dining hall, that we feel like the you know that's kind of the, as the Lord is leading and providing and moving us to get everything just uh, kind of built back up so Homer Trail is is blasting into the future for the Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah, Jenny. Oh man, did I talk too long? Come on, Jenny. They want to hear from you. Yeah. One thing, Jenny. As our kids get older, and uh, Jenny has more freedom and involved more in camp all the time. You guys, you don't think she has freedom? Anyway, she's just the Lord built her for camp ministry. She's just all over with the staff with the campers and hanging out and you do a great job honey so sure yeah. corbin said give or take yeah yeah minutes, we're gonna so. make this super brief yeah. i just think um we have when we first moved to camp you know it was difficult to find our role and um get used to the workload and get used to the um the things that were needed to work there. And at first it was just obeying, you know, we felt like that was where the Lord called us. So we were going to go and we were going to do it. And a scripture that I really love in Philippians, and obviously I am terrible about quoting, but, um, talks about him. Um, well, gosh, I'll just paraphrase. He is going to give you the work and then he is going to make you able to do it. Something along those lines. You probably know it better than I do but that he needs us to obey. And so when we um, went, it was very obedient. And over the years, we have just found a huge joy in working with our kids and being there. And just to see how Homer Trail is set up is incredible because for generations it has been, I say generations, but maybe I'm young enough that I should, for years, it's been a really beautiful, tight-knit family-oriented place where when the kids come, they're all together all the time. So they feel like a family. And so it's really beautiful to see those kids come back and bring their friends with them and bring new kids and just to see how they have grown over the years. And our kids have grown up a little bit since we've been there. So Audrey and Laura are both seniors, and they're ready to quit, be done with school, not quit school, be done with school this year. And Audrey's going off to college in the Denver area and Laura's going to work and be home with us for a little while. And the kids have been a huge help and have been, um, a huge part of the ministry. So it's been awesome to work together with them. And we just appreciate your support very much. And one thing that I forgot to mention was just some, some challenges and some ways you guys can be 
praying for us. Um, you know, this last summer was just fantastic with staff. We just had such great, mature staff, and, and, and some of you have helped out, and I see a lot of campers um, out there. And so the Lord's really just bringing along the people to help out, and that's always a prayer, and it's always an answer prayer. Every summer I always stress about that, and the Lord provides but one thing, and, and this is just specifically that we're starting to see, and as you guys know with you know, things going on in our culture, but um, a lot of the, the kind of transgender, gender identity type of stuff, we're, we're seeing that quite, quite a bit at camp, uh, even so much as a girl standing in the boys' line wanting to register as a boy. And so that's... I think it's going to keep getting more of a challenge and just a wisdom and how we can handle that, that, you know, we want to, yeah, we want to approach all those situations in love and communicate truth in love. And so that's uh, definitely a big challenge I can see as we, as we move forward. So thank you guys. And we went over time, but we just uh, are so happy to be here with you. So. Thank you, Cole and Jenny, and we will be praying for you, and we'll take some time uh, a little bit later to pray for them. I think we'll go ahead and get started with the Gilsons. We're thankful that we can link up with them, uh, whatever it is, Zoom or whatever. So, so we'll just take a few seconds here is all. You want me to keep talking, Corbin? Should I just sit down? Okay. Oh, all right. It's not on the back screen. I'm sorry. Okay. Are we on? Lynn? You are on. Can y'all hear us? Yes. Oh, wonderful feedback. Thank you. Uh, well, it's, it's great to be with you, uh, but I'm sure there are some in the crowd. We haven't been with you since summer of 2017, and so we'll refresh y'all on who we are. I'm Andrew and my wife, Rachel. Uh, we're the Gilsons, and we work with Crew, formerly known as, as Campus Crusade for Christ. And uh, summer of 2017 is over four years ago now, uh, and we're, we've been so encouraged by you as a church, by your, your faithfulness to, to pray for us and to give regularly um we're tangentially connected with you and that's kind of the way the body of christ works with 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 networking but but when we came to you via via the cools and and the hickoxes and and uh, we we've just felt uh blessed uh by your care so so thank you for for partnering with us in in our ministry and so for those of you who don't know about crew or, or campus crusade for christ we're a community passionate about connecting people with jesus christ our purpose is to help fulfill the Great Commission in the power of the Holy Spirit by winning people to Jesus, building them up in their faith, and then sending them out to do the same, to, to win and to build others up. And we see you get this multiplying effect that we read about in the scriptures of God's kingdom spreading. And we're here, here to help that. We can't do it on our own. Uh, we do that in the, in the power of the Spirit. Uh, in particular, Rachel and I work for Crew in the U.S. I work particularly for Crew's campus ministry. Rachel works a bit more broadly at a national level for a bunch of Crew's different ministries like Jesus Film, Family Life, Athletes in Action, including the campus ministry. 
Um, I know that your your heart and what you guys are thinking about is ministry in the U.S. Uh, and so just crew to, to give you a little bit of info on cruise ministry here, particularly the campus ministry, of which I'm uh, particularly a part. There are 2,300 locations across the U.S., uh, and in those locations, we engage more than 101,000 students and faculty, again, seeking to win every student for Christ, helping them to be vitally connected to the body of Christ uh, and, and built up in him. Uh, we try to do the work of evangelism and discipleship in a variety of creative ways. Uh, we do outreaches to share the gospel. We train students in how to do that. Uh, small group Bible studies, uh, large group meetings, like similar to a church service, not a church service, uh, mission trips, one-on-one discipleship, all sorts of, of different ways. But what we're seeing increasingly with this current generation of students and more and more uh, accelerated by the pandemic is that online ministry, effective ways of engaging students through social media, Instagram, somewhat Facebook, though those students aren't as on Facebook as much anymore, um, is that that type of online engagement, it's, it's a reality and it's a need for these students. They're feeling more and more comfortable in an online setting, even versus being together in person. Uh, and that's that presents new challenges, challenges, opportunities for us to grow, opportunities for us as a ministry to trust the Lord. Uh, and so I wanted to share one brief story about a girl named Brianna who came to Christ because of, of Crew's online ministry. Uh, as you probably know, uh, my role with, with Crew is, is not actually in the field anymore. Uh, I work in the background supporting Crew's field ministries in the U.S. So think Crew uh, at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Uh, I support them by coaching them effectively in their operating finances, trying to free them up from those operational logistics so that they can be with students more full-time doing this work of evangelism and discipleship. But unfortunately, crew, well, crew doesn't have enough staff members to be everywhere, right? And that's okay because the Lord is everywhere, right? But we've developed one strategy called the coaching center, which is a small group of crew staff who coach students from a distance in leading a ministry, in Bible studies, in discipleship. And I worked closely with her in her operating finances, a woman, a crew staff member named Ronnie Pierce. And so the story, I'm, I'm just going to read it to you, uh, is one that she recently uh, told and, and sent us about Brianna, this, this, this young woman who, who came to know the Lord through this online ministry. So Ronnie writes, usually students I contact for the first time are looking to join or start something with crew. This was different. After a few false starts, I thought to ask, when you left your contact info on our website, what were you hoping would happen? Her reply, I was hoping to find God. Ronnie writes, I would, I would love to help you find God. Can you tell me about your spiritual journey so far? Brianna had attended church as a child. She remembers that the drift from church began when the family car broke down. Her mom and stepdad eventually returned to Christian fellowship, but Brianna didn't. She had, in her own words, gone far away from God and done many sins to burn in hell for. I asked her to open knowgod.com on her computer, and together we talked through the article, Honor Restored. Now, on the side, Honor Restored is a, is a, it's a simple gospel presentation that walks through the paradigm of honor and shame that we can all feel because of our sin. 
knowgod.com has a lot of resources that you all could check out and use as you seek to reach out to your neighbors and, and friends and family who don't know the Lord. So to continue uh, from Ronnie's story, Brianna saw how Jesus experienced exclusion and rejection when he died on the cross to remove her guilt and absorb her shame. Did she have faith to believe that because of Christ's death and resurrection, she would receive her? She did. Brianna prayed out loud to receive God while I wiped away tears. This all happened over the phone. Brianna asked if we could meet on FaceTime, and we could. Peering out from under a baggy black hoodie, she smiled. I asked her who she could talk to about this, and she said her parents and that they would be glad. Two days later on a Google Meet, she greeted me with her hood down, a bright smile on her face, and a crisp new Bible in her hands. We unpacked 1 John 5, 11 to 13 together, which is a passage about assurance of salvation. Super comfortable in the virtual world, Brianna immediately joined an online crew study of Ephesians with another campus. She and I plan to meet online weekly to cover spiritual basics. Could you pray for her? One part of her new life in Christ is to come out of her dorm room and meet some other students in person on her own campus. This will take great courage, I think. Like many other I-generation students, also affected by the pandemic, Brianna finds it easier to trust people online than those who surround her. Like many others, she studies at a college with no gospel presence. Ronnie writes, I feel limited by this, but apparently God does not. All glory to God in the highest. And that story really, it, it, it typifies a lot of online ministry right now. Uh, the need that students obviously have for connection to Christ and connection to Christ's body, but how difficult it can be in an online setting. But crew, again, to, to accelerate the advance of the gospel is trying to find these creative ways. And so I'm super thankful for Ronnie and her ministry, uh, for students like Brianna, for websites like knowgod.com, which can resource and equip and get students connected. Okay. Um, and so Rachel's going to share a bit now. Yeah. I mean, you may not know, Crew is actually the largest missionary organization in the world. And I think a lot of people, when they go off to college for the first time, if they grew up in church, it's a time to make their faith their own. But a lot of people are going to college campuses um, not knowing anything about who the Lord is. And it's such a wonderful opportunity to share the gospel in relevant ways. I came to Christ during my freshman year at Yale, and I came to Christ from a background of atheism and from same-sex sexual relationships. And so part of what the Lord has called me to in crew ministry is specifically trying to figure out how to navigate LGBT questions in a way that's compassionate towards people and faithful to scripture. Our brother doing the camp ministry also already mentioned uh, trans questions and how they're impacting ministries all the time. So one of my main roles is training our staff in the basics of how to navigate these questions well. On the one hand, uh, we want to help everybody connect with Jesus Christ. So we want to take down as many barriers as we possibly can in order for people to meet Jesus, uh, because the gospel is the power of salvation for everyone who believes, uh, no matter who they happen to be attracted to. And so one of the things we need to help our missionaries do is learn how to communicate well with students who identify as LGBT. But we also want to create movements where students who identify as gay or lesbian or transgender can learn not only about how Jesus has saved them and forgiven them, but also how he gives us the power 
to say yes to good things and no to destructive things. And that's really hard in our environment right now. The entire world really is encouraging all kinds of LGBT identification, encouraging the types of gender confusion uh, that we're seeing in our youth. And the Bible is one of the only sources of sanity that exists. In fact, I think that we're discovering over time that the good news that God says about our bodies is actually one of uh, the ways that we can speak the gospel into the world. Uh, Young men and women know that there's confusion, but they don't know what's wrong because they're receiving so many messages from TV and movies and from their public schools that run contrary to how um, God would want them to live. And so when they hear the gospel and hear what he has to say um, about who we are, who he's made us to be, there can be so much freedom and hope. And that's just, it's just a balance because the kids who come to our movements, um, you know, there's some people who've never heard the gospel before, and there's other people who've been uh, raised in the church and know the gospel really well. And so we're trying to equip um, people no matter where they're showing up on their spiritual journey. And so particularly I work with staff all over the country resourcing them on LGBT questions. Um, So sometimes that's running seminars, sometimes that's developing longer term uh, training programs and things like this. I get sort of panic calls sometimes from ministers. I had, I had one minister call me last year. So he's a, he's a guy in, I think, Ohio, and he had led a young man to faith early in September, right? So they were doing follow-ups, doing evangelism. This is what we love to do. He, He'd seen this young guy pray to receive Christ. And then they were having their fall retreat a couple months later. And fall retreat can be a great time for students who have just come to faith to kind of get more solidified into the community and grow. And (laughs) the campus minister found out that this uh, young man who he'd led to faith was actually a young woman who was so identifying (laughs) as a man that, um, that the campus minister himself didn't even know. And so he was calling me saying, like, what do I do for housing for this person? Um, you know, it, just all kinds of like crazy scenarios you wouldn't even believe um, showing up on the field. So part of what I do is try to figure out how can we get people uh, to our events in a way that uh, honors the goodness of the body, honors the safety of all the students, uh, and allows people to hear the gospel and grow. And as you can imagine, the situations on the ground are, I mean, they're just wild. We have to have the power of the Holy Spirit in order to navigate this in a way that um, is both compassionate and faithful. Uh, Another way that you can, I suppose, pray for me, or one of the things I would love to let you know about is coming on. Part part of what I do is I help train our staff in how to teach the Bible. So we do basic Bible interpretation, things like this. And it's also given me opportunities to speak at some of our conferences. So we have a, a network I'm not sure how many there are, maybe six to eight winter conferences that we put on these big regional conferences that students come to. And we've got people, we've got non-believers who come, we've got young believers who come, we've got established believers who come. And winter conferences can be a great time for students to take their next important steps of faith, whether that's saying yes to Jesus Christ, whether it's saying yes to something God's calling them to. For a lot of students, it's saying yes to a call to go on a mission trip or something like this. Uh, I know when I was a student, I had some pretty important moments at my own winter conferences. So I've been invited to share at the Baltimore Winter Conference and at the Indianapolis Winter Conference, two talks at both, one on 
Jesus as Savior, where I'll be giving an invitation for people to believe in Christ for the first time. And then another talk on Jesus as friend. What does it mean for us to grow in our intimate relationship with him? So um, that'll be an opportunity for me really to talk to thousands of students uh, in both locations or because of both locations. And I would love um, your prayers. I develop those talks, pray that it would be um, fruitful in the lives of those students, that they would see Christ as beautiful and, and want to say yes to him more than any of the things the world is trying to get them to say yes to. Thanks. And uh, a couple other prayer requests that, that, that we would have. I mean, do, do keep Cruise online ministry, this current generation of students uh, in, in your prayers, on your prayer list. Think of, of Ronnie and Brianna. And, and that's, that's being duplicated with, with many staff, um, especially, again, because of the pandemic. I mean, for, for months, even crew field ministries, which typically have presence on U.S. campuses, had to pivot to online ministry to reach incoming freshmen to continue Bible studies because campuses locked down in so many ways. And in, in, in some areas of the country, that, that continues uh, to be an effective strategy. And even as we said, so many students are just more comfortable connecting in that way. But we, we, and that, that's valuable. We want to capitalize on that. We want to use that. God can use anything. But we also want to see students together. Uh, and so you can be praying that, that, that students would take those steps of faith to be together because there's something real about being physically in the same place. We wish you, we were there with you more so we could chat after the service, so we could equip you and love you and be loved by you. Um, but we're in the Boston area, right? And so that was a little less practical today. But, but be praying for these students and for the gospel to move in the hearts and minds of students like Brianna. Um, in this in this I generation, uh, you guys can be praying for crew in Nebraska. Uh, there's actually just one crew team over all of Nebraska. Uh, uh, I have an email actually scheduled to send to, to Mary Lou, which uh, includes the the 18 or sorry, uh, 21 different campus ministries that that crew has uh, across Nebraska, uh, primarily centered uh, in Lincoln and Omaha, as you might imagine. Uh, but there are other locations too. Many of these schools I don't know anything about or I've never heard of. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Chattern State College uh, has a significant number of students involved. Concordia University, Nebraska. Um, let's see what else. I remember. Midland University, Nebraska Wesleyan University, uh, University of Nebraska Medical Center, uh, University of Nebraska Lincoln, uh, lots of different places. There's international student ministry, there's campus ministry, there's some high school ministry. Uh, and so I've sent a list uh, to Mary Lou, or, or will say it will be sent soon. Uh, and it also includes some other evangelism resources like nogod.com and, and some others that, that you all could check out that, that might be a good resource for you. Um, but yeah, those are, those are our prayer requests. There's a, a small mission update for you. Uh, again, we're so grateful for your partnership, uh, for your faithfulness in us. And we are eager to continue that into the future and to be hearing how God's, God's using y'all, uh, for his glory as he is, is so kind to do. Uh, we're, we're, we're looking at you. We're looking at your faces. We're looking at all your all right. faces yeah. uh, right at the podium. So you're standing right in front of us now, Lee. All right. Uh, do we have any? We have a little bit of time, right? Are there any questions? Yeah, we'd be glad to. Sure. Yeah, 
And if you could uh, raise your hand and I'll get you a microphone because they can't hear you very well without it. That's true. Well, how old's your daughter now, and where is she going to school? Oh, our daughter is seven and three quarters. The three quarters is very important to her. <laughs> and she's in second grade at Hardy Elementary School, which is a public school that uh, takes us about 10 minutes to walk to. You can imagine, so a public school in Massachusetts has a very high academic achievement but also some really interesting realities on the ground. We're talking about LGBT questions, uh, for example. And this kindergarten teacher was a woman who was married to another woman. So we definitely deal with some um, wild realities. But she's doing really well in her school. She's got a good group of friends. And, um, yeah, we've got a great group of community among the parents in the school, too. We try to share the gospel, build good relationships. So it's a great opportunity. Aren't you pursuing a graduate degree program as well? Yes. So I graduated, um, I graduated from my MDiv during 2020, which meant I never got to walk in my graduation ceremony. I have the whole outfit and I've never put it on because of COVID. Uh, but I did start a PhD program in public theology, which I'm pursuing at Southeastern Baptist in North Carolina, which means right now, I am neck deep in seminar papers for PhD works. That's why I spend a lot of time with my face in books and in my keyboard working on research. And particularly my degree is continuing to develop um, faithfulness in LGBT questions. So. Yeah, so absolutely pray for her wisdom as she writes these papers. Uh, and, and, and our, our overall, like, Rachel's academic work, not only because of her academic giftings, but our, our heart's deep desire is that the Lord would continue to equip her and, and the, the knowledge and fruit that she gains would serve the church. And so you can pray, pray that with us, that, that as she writes not only these papers now, but all these papers, all of her learning would build together to whatever her dissertation would be. Uh, so then the, the, even that document would serve the body, help equip the body for this work. And who knows what other amazing fruit the Lord has planned through this, but we're, we're pretty excited uh, for God. But man, it's, it's a lot of hard work uh, for, for Rachel and for Anna and I too, as we support her in, in these studies. And so absolutely pray for effectiveness and wisdom and, and such and that. Thank, thank you so much for asking. Okay, I um, would like some advice on how you do deal with a prospective student that stands in line as a guy with the girls and how you would keep them safe um, and but yet still love them? So someone who's standing in line and is male but wants to be with the females. Correct. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. A lot of it depends on our relationship to the student. Um, so... <laughs> We're at a slight disadvantage because normally I'd give you about 45 minutes of like Bible teaching before I did the practical questions. So we don't, we don't have that opportunity right now that we could potentially do something like that in the future. Uh, but one of the things we need to consider 
first is how well do I know this student? Uh, because our relational trust matters a ton in terms of what we're able to communicate and what people are able to receive from us, which of course makes sense. I mean, part of the reason we stay invested in places or ministries long-term, like the friends we just heard of at camp ministries, because those relationships, the depth of relationship is really important. Another thing we need to consider is, is the person standing in line, are they a Christian or are they not a Christian? And that can matter in the sense of if they are not a Christian, the first thing I want to do is make sure they have access to the gospel. So I don't. So I'm trying to figure out where are they in terms of closeness to the Lord. If they want to come to a, a camp or a Christian event, that means they're probably fairly spiritually interested. So I want to try to figure out how can I how can I make sure I can stay there. And I, it's probably not acceptable uh, for the <laughs> most camp situations, right? We do we sleep separately by by gender, and that's appropriate. And so some places have figured out accommodations. Well, could we perhaps get this student um, a safe place to be by themselves? Now, not every facility has that type of option, but these are the types of things we think through. How can we keep them there, Um, which usually requires some complicated thinking? However, if we've got a student who does identify as a Christian, part of our discipleship uh, process is saying we want to be able to reconcile uh, to live comfortably in the body that God has given us. Now, there are people who experience gender dysphoria, which is a type of deep psychological distress, um, not feeling at home in your own body, usually meaning, you know, if I'm born female, which I am, that I would feel so um, out of joint with my femaleness that I might want to identify or live in the world as a man. And one of our hopes in discipleship is that we would be able to find a way back into comfort uh, with the body God has given us. And particularly for youth, most, it's like 80% of young folks who experienced some type of gender dysphoria, that will eventually go away by the time they're 18, 20, 22. 80% is high. And so especially if we're working with youth, we can have confidence um, that the Lord can intervene and bring a type of wholeness and health there. And so especially if our relationship is good, we might need to have some conversations saying like, hey, like we want to support you here. We take your feelings seriously. And also we want to, we want to find a way to help you reintegrate um, with, the, with the gender and the sex that you're uh, a part of. And so sometimes that means knowing which students um, are sensitive and thoughtful and spiritually mature so they can help that other student uh, feel comfortable and safe as well. Like recruiting spiritually mature students to be our allies on the ground is really, really helpful because at the end of the day, a student who doesn't know Christ, who maybe identifies as trans and is showing up at this camp, one of the biggest ways the gospel is actually going to make it through is if they are being loved well by other Christians. Um, that doesn't mean we need to agree with everything they say about who they are, about their bodies, but but showing real love. And so I think one of the things we can do to set ourselves up well, even when we're at the line, the line in the camp is, is um, training our students, our students well on LGBT questions. So we can say, okay, so how can we together as a community um, be able to warmly welcome those who show up to hear the gospel? As you can tell, even from that short answer, um, this is messy and complicated and it uh, takes a lot of time and preparation. So we're ready for those moments.
difference. Is, could you describe to us any resistance that you have gotten from the body of Christ um, in regard to dealing with LGBT issues? Or? Yeah, so resistance, um, resistance is a constant factor. I'm not sure what life is like on the ground in Nebraska, but here in New England and in other spaces similar to New England, there are more and more churches and ministries who are taking a stance that says, no, God, maybe it's a, uh, no, God affirms uh, gay relationships or, or no, God says yes to transgender identities. And that creates a lot of confusion on the ground. One, it's teaching something that's not true in the Bible. And so it's um, in many senses evil. But two, when it's coming from people who identify as Christians, it can introduce a lot of confusion for all of our students, let alone our students who might be um, experiencing same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. And so we will get pushback. You know, you'll get angry emails or you'll get... mm, barriers on campus if you've got Christians who take an affirming view. But sometimes it's also really just anybody who's not comfortable with what God says about our bodies. And sometimes this is this comes even from ways that churches and Christians have either unintentionally or intentionally um, hurt LGBT people, both outside the church and inside the church. So sometimes it's trying to apologize for things that people have experienced uh, that we know didn't come from Christ. And sometimes it's just trying to stand firm and say, like, we, like, in terms of campus, people will try to get you kicked off campus and trying to, like, stand firm on our legal rights and say, like, hey, we have a right to be here. Uh, we're not trying to coerce or harass anyone. We're, we're trying to share about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when someone accepts that gospel, well, then there's also other things that the Lord says for our good and so we do have to um it can be complicated to be on campuses that don't like this part of our message let alone the gospel so there's there's resistance there's questions there's confusion Uh, it is a messy messy time on the ground but god is powerful and he's good and he is not intimidated by these things Um, he is ready to he's ready to move and to save We would definitely encourage you all to to be reading, to be getting training. I'm sure that we could add some more resources, uh, like Rachel's book that she wrote uh, now about two years ago, um, that that helps talk through through some of these issues and, and good attitudes. I imagine we could even find a, a recorded talk of Rachel's to to send to you um, that, that includes some of the Bible teaching and background. We'd be glad to do that. So oh. that's probably. Um... Leading up to my question, I help lead a high school girls Bible study, and we have had the topic of um, same sex, that type of thing, and I am at a loss. Yeah. Uh, so I just go with love. <laughs> but do you know, uh, like, some resources that I could use? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, one, I would, I would highly recommend my book, especially because I came to Christ from that background, I think it's got some helpful thing. I mean, I've, I've people have been using it on the ground is really really helpful. There's 
Um, there's a great Bible study curriculum that we can link to called Grace and Truth 1.0 and 2.0 that, that works well, especially with college students, but you could use it with high school students. Or there's even a program, a video program actually called Christian Sexuality that does really, really well with this from a biblical perspective, uh, but postured for today's youth. Um, so there are some really great resources out there for people who are working with youth or people who just frankly want to grow in these questions. I mean, they're coming for, for all of us. So I'll make sure when Andrew emails you all that we'll include some, some good stuff you can read or watch. Uh, that way you don't have to feel so in the dark. The church hasn't always done a good re- job resourcing us on these questions because, well, for all kinds of reasons. And so that's part of the, the ground we're trying to make up right now. Well, thank you, Andrew and Rachel. And we'll probably close down the questions, but I think there's always a way to maybe reach out via email. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, all of our missionaries that send me uh, emails for of their updates, I try to share those with you. I forward those on to the emails that I have. So if you're not on a list, I'd encourage you to get on a list. Um, so there's once in a while that I think I'm sent one out that I miss. But anyway, let's 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 close our time and and pray for Andrew and Rachel. And then when we close that down, I would like to pray for Cole and Jenny. And then we'll we'll pray and get ready. Uh, just close up our worship service. Okay. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Andrew and Rachel and ask that you'd watch over them and their family, guide and strengthen them, not only in their ministry, but in their family life. Give them great wisdom. Uh, Lord, we trust that you will continue to provide for them, provide for them the time that they they need together as well, Lord, as as they have all of these responsibilities. They have huge responsibilities. And, and so we thank you that you have called them and gifted them, enabling them to be involved in, in such a large task, Lord. But we ask that you would give them the time that they need as a family. Also, Lord, that you would provide for all of their needs. Uh, bless them in their ministries. Bless and, and use them powerfully. We ask, Lord, that you would uh, knock down the strongholds that uh, that come against them in the ministries and then against crew and against any ministry that's seeking to reach out with the truth in love. And... And Lord, we pray that our culture would turn to you and see uh, that you and your word, that is what they need in their lives. And that is the truth, Lord. Help them to understand the truth and help. We pray that many would come to know you as their savior. But we ask a special blessing upon them in Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you for taking some time and and sharing with us this morning. So, You're welcome. It was great to be with you, friends. I hope you have a, a great rest of the service, and we look forward to, to being with you one day. All right. Thank you. God bless. All right. Um, so let's pray for Cole and Jenny. Thank you guys for coming and sharing with us and your family. Um, could I have uh, Merle? Where's Merle? There he is in his camo. You want? Would you come up and pray for them? That work all right.
put you on the spot. Yeah, that's fine. Father God, we thank you uh, for the leeches, Lord, and the ministry that they have there at the camp, Lord, the hundreds of kids that go through there, and the, just the outreach that it, it brings kids from multiple states, Lord, and it just it's just a great place to go and, and make friends, Lord, and uh, just build their um, build their faith in you. We thank you that they teach truth at the camp, Lord, that they're always... Um, always uh um they're they're they don't bend the truth lord they're they just say it uh they preach your word lord and they uh reach the kids we just pray that they would continue in strength um as they they move forward we pray for all the projects that they do um that the camp would be um ran smoothly and and things would would uh, continue to to grow, Lord. They would meet um, more numbers. That if kids want to come, they can they can allow more kids in because the kids need that truth, Lord. And we just pray for their their family as they they get older and um, start to to lead their own lives, Lord. That they would they would stick uh, hold hold on to your truth as well, Lord. We just pray for the family in Jesus' name. Amen. So I guess we'll do birthdays, right? And then pray for the mill. Is that okay? Jack? Well, I didn't think I was part of the program today, but if you've had a birthday, you're part of the program, I guess. Any birthdays that you're confessing to? Apparently not. <laughs> 